Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. Seriously, guys, the show is called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. mother i check every time and it's still factual every single time we are your hosts of orsini's uncensored mind i of course i am aj orsini joined today by the king of deception himself deceive dave what's up dave oh god i'm fucking tired and i'm annoyed (laughs) because i put this owl on my porch to hope to scare these pigeons away and i think they made friends with it and it's pissing me off man it's a pretend owl yeah i'm trying to get these i was gonna put like netting and stuff up, but I didn't feel like doing that. You're so having I a pigeon problem first, and yeah, it's not working out. They don't <laughs> give a shit about that owl. They've named it. He's become yeah, one of the crew. He's the homie. He's the homie he's, now. See, yeah, he's got a section of the balcony he can poop on now. <laughs> so you got a pigeon problem? Yes, big. Oh my god, big. Oh I've my had, god, I've had at least two or three generations of baby pigeons come from my porch. Oh no, they fucking on your porch too? Oh my god, dude. It's just it's obnoxious. It's I can't a, get rid of them oh my without aside from like getting rid of them, if oh, you yeah. know what I mean. Oh yeah, it's, it's BB gun time. It might be. Oh, it's getting there. Yeah, I'm get I'm getting frustrated. That's where I'm at right now. It sounds like it's taking quite the toll on you. Listen, over I spent way too many hours cleaning that damn porch. And then to see them come back, just fear hates the hell out of me, dude. I don't know what to do. I'm about to lose my goddamn mind. I feel the same way every time I spend like 45 minutes doing dishes. And as soon as I'm done, here comes my son with a bowl. Like, really? I respect it. <laughs> do you? Because I keep you got to keep you busy, man. What else are you doing if you're not doing life that? Life has plenty to keep me fucking busy. I oh, don't need well, fair enough. He dishes. doesn't know that. Oh, he might find out. He, he's not in there in the meetings. He, yeah, he's gonna find out because he's he's been on he's been getting some uh, cleaning responsibilities recently. Ooh, so yeah, we're jumping. Time. Yeah, we're jumping up on that. He's redoing his whole room as we speak. And uh, speaking of annoying, a uh, little update on the adventures of Little O over here. He has a new obsession. Ooh. He's found something new to drive me insane with. And it's a and it's an obsession that has come back to haunt me. Okay. I thought I shook this years ago, but it's back now, and I have to adjust over time, I guess. But he has a new obsession. 
and he's a, he's determined to catch them all. Oh yes. yes, let's go. He he is full throttle on the Pokemon stuff. Good right now. There's a new generation coming out. I'm sure it's the one he's gonna love the most. <laughs> he he's got the Pokemon Go going. He's got the cards. He's collecting. He's already asked me to see because I was already in the mode of getting a binder with sleeves so that I can start my uh, professional portfolio stuff. And I guess he uh-huh. saw somebody on YouTube or whatever. He had you know you know remember the old uh, the old uh, bu- um, the books with the plastic sleeves for the cards. Yeah, with the sleeves for the cards. Yeah, he yeah. wants one of those now. And there's a whole yep, yep. So. Now you have to teach him what mint condition and stuff oh, like that boy. is. He's investing. Yeah. He's he's already like he's popping on hologram cards now. In the oh table. yeah, you got to, dude. Oh my god, he's got. <clears throat> excuse, he's got. Um, Steph has the Pokemon Go on her shit now, and you know how her obsessive compulsive blah 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 goes. So now, every time I'm in the car now, it's uh, these two over and over. Slow down, wait, pull over, wait. Yep, yep. Oh, Sounds god. to me like we got a couple park runs coming up soon. <laughs> he's, yeah, we did it when we were in Jersey last week. Oh my god. Every fucking place we went. Wait, there's a station here. Wait, where's the Starbucks? We gotta find Starbucks. That's so it, man. It's a whole fucking thing now. So I, I, you know, I'm glad to see that he's as passionate as me when it comes to stuff. My, but my passion existed on the one thing. He 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 dabbles. He's, he's a, not a one trick pony. He's like a dab. Dad. He's he's a dabbler. Well, what he's a diverse. Dabble, but what a trick. He has culture. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, not a failure like his father was. Hey, well, you know what? We want to see our kids, kids do better than us, yeah? yeah? Well, that's what they say on paper. I've yet to co-sign that shit. Cause, <laughs> he cause, said, hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on. Because I'm a I hater. I like being great. Yeah, I'm, I'm a hater. I don't want to see I'm quite competitive. I yeah, will I, sabotage his future. <laughs> I'm in a position to do it. I'm just saying. He's, he I will fucking, I will trip him at the finish line. Don't tempt me. <laughs> He don't fucking know no difference, goddammit. <laughs> he don't know everything. Everything I tell him at this point is true. He don't fucking know. He's taking my oh, that's hype. So, But here's the main question. Okay. Is he getting into the cartoon? So, uh, or my, does he even know about it? He knows of it, but he's being exposed. Remember, this is a new obsession. So he's being exposed to all this now for the first time. So um, my wife's godbrother, who is also my son's godfather, we visited them yesterday. And he said the same thing. He goes, did he see the cartoon yet? I said, no, not yet. And even Alex was like, no, not yet. I haven't seen it yet. And he goes, okay, come back here when you've seen the cartoon. Yeah, you're currently uninformed. You need to get your basics in. Oh, no. And then, Is Pokemon going to be his intro to anime? Could be. Oh, Could man. be. Could be. I can see, you know, if not for nothing, he's... <clears throat> we're very cautious about what he sees and what he doesn't see. Mm-hmm. And not every anime is built for seven-year-olds, let's just I mean, say. not every. Probably yeah. the bulk of them, to be honest yeah, with you. Probably the and bulk even though those that you think are, they're not. Yeah, You learn really quick. So the beautiful part not. about having the kind of son that I have, because I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it on the record, my son's kind of a pussy. He saw. Why you say, wait, whoa, yeah, wait. No, I've said it. No, I've said it. Before. Wait, why are you saying that? Why is he a pussy? Because, I mean, why does anybody state facts out loud when necessary in a conversation? Because it's pertinent to what we're talking about. He's, he's a pussy. He, he's hey, a, you got this generation fucked up, he's, bro. He's, 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 he's soft. Everyone knows it. And it's, right. it's got that. It's got that. Uh, or as he puts it, because I've told him this before, as he puts it, I'm just an emotional child. Dad. I was like, oh, no, I get it. <laughs> there you go. I get it. All right, fine. I'm with it. 
I, go. I got what I got, right? I asked for a son. I got one. This is what I got. I got to take the good with the bad. Now, the beautiful part about my kid is that in spite of his emotional displacement, uh, he is actually quite athletic. And he's actually pretty quick. So as we were talking about uh, off air here, um, I'm taking him to gymnastics today. And he's got, as you mentioned, he's got the soccer on Sunday. And he's got tennis stuff coming up down the pike here on Friday. So he's going to be, he's, he's going to have a little full little schedule over here. And he's not big in sports, but he's tall. And he's taller than a lot of the kids that are in his soccer class. And he's faster than all of them. So even though he has no fucking clue what he's doing and is still just kind of grasping the the rules and everything with the game, like the, the, the new, the not using hands is fucking with his brain. Soon as he develops skills in the sport, he's going to be a fucking problem. The question is, is he competitive, though? Not even a small amount. Not when it comes to the athletic stuff. Because right now he's at an insecure at an insecure phase because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when he plays the game, even though he's faster than everybody else and taller than everybody else, he's really apprehensive. Like I kept telling him, like you don't have to wait for the ball to come to you. You go to the ball. Mm-hmm. You know you can dominate the game this way because a lot of the kids are apprehensive. So you have an edge up. You're mm-hmm. faster than everybody else. You're taller than everybody else. Just get in there and fucking take. He doesn't play like a big kid. He 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 he's bigger than everybody else and he's faster than everybody else, but he still plays like he's a runt, like he's the smallest one on the field. So I'm trying to get his mental aspect of sports and and games. I'm trying to get that started with this because he he does he's not a very aggressive player and I I don't like that. Does he watch it at all? Uh, he used to. Actually, for a while, so we understand little, what it looks like. Yeah, he knows what it's supposed to look like. That's the thing. Yeah, he is just. It's it's different watching it on TV than actually performing it for him. Like once he's in there and it's moving fast, he gets really I don't, I don't want to say intimidated by it, but I guess that would be it, right? Like he, once it starts moving at a speed that he's not used to, he's just like, "Whoa, chill! I'm not trying to get <laughs> kicked, bro." Like he said it a few times. I'm I don't want to get injured. He keeps saying it. Oh, he's afraid of that first injury, you know. Because uh, he's never really, with the, expect, with the exception of almost removing the head of his dick when he was a kid, he uh, really has As had, we all did. Yes, of course. We've all had dick injuries, of course. But uh, he's he's really apprehensive on playing the game. Like I said, soft. He doesn't really want to get hit. He doesn't want to, you know. There was a, there was a, 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 a I want to say a back check, but someone <laughs> kind of put a hand on his back to try to, <laughs> like, get around him. freaking out. And he got fucking mad, bro. Like he stopped playing the game for a second, and it was gonna try, like, I have to fight you now. Like, like you know, saying like it got real for him for a second. He's like, hold the fucking phone. Like we're not, we this is not. I'll tell you what we're not gonna do today. We're not gonna put your hands on backs and uh, hurt me doing that shit. Fuck that. No. So, but trying to get the competitive edge in him and all that stuff. He felt the he felt the hand on the back and instantly envisioned an injury. And, yeah. Oh and no. All yeah. right. So you know how fucking close I was just now to a spinal injury. You piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, so we're almost in a wheelchair. Yeah, paraplegic much? No, but yeah, he he. We're trying to get him figured out here because it's like, dude, you need to fucking. He might be a solo sport guy. Maybe we'll see how the tennis thing works out. But oh my god, you know how hard it is for someone like me to be like, 
I can't say shit because everyone's just looking at me like, they're just practicing. I'm like, nigga, this is how you practice, though. I don't understand. I I guess we grew up in Uh-oh. sports, bro. Uh-oh, you're finding out you're that sport dad. Yeah, because I we're, we grew up in sports. And every time that I did a sport of any kind, any kind, it, I was always told by people, this is what you need to do to play the sport. Right? To me, it's not criticism. Everybody sees it like I'm criticizing. I'm not criticizing him. I'm just telling him what to do. He doesn't know what to do. You know how many times in the middle of a game my son will just stop, look over to me at the sideline, and throw his hands up in confusion. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Hit him. That's what you're supposed to do. He doesn't want to hit anybody. He doesn't want to be hit. I said, man, you might as well just make this fucking dude like a fucking He's going to go up to the offensive line. All right, look, bro. Yeah, what's with all the shoving? I'm not going to touch you. You're not going to touch me. The score's going to end high, but we're both going to go home healthy. Yeah, and we're going to have money. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like every time out when they come for like, because the water break area is over by where the parents are. I I guess that's by design. So I'll be like, yo, you got to go out there. You got to fucking go after it. You got this and you got that. And he's just like, okay. And then he doesn't fucking do it. And then I tell him, I'm like, yo, I could show you how to do that. No, I'm fine. All right, then. Continue to get your ass waxed then. Every time they come across the end. His natural inclination, and I wanted to talk to him about that. This actually reminds me. He tends to back off to the point where he's almost a goalie every time. And I said, are you interested in Oh, there you go. I'm going to find his niche. That's I all. said, yeah. I said, are you interested in being the goalie? And he was like, I don't even, what is that? And I was like, he stands back there. And, and I, I got his interest when I said he could use his hands. And they went, oh, he, <laughs> he said, wait, hold on. Hold on. Now you're talking about language. That's hey, so who cool. knows? He actually, he's away from I was the a action. Goalie. I told him that. He I can said, still be competitive. Yeah, I was a goalie. When I played in school, I was a goalie. When I took my soccer class at college, uh, it wasn't really like a, like a team thing, but they, as part of my PE degree, they, they made you take classes on sports just so you could learn how to teach that sport specifically. So when we did soccer, I was, I was the goalie then too. So I said, I could I could show you how to do this. And he was like, I can't hurt people as a goalie. So that was never my thing. Yeah. As as a goalie, you're going to get shot at. But at the same time, you're not going to get shot at a lot, especially in in this. I mean, this is little kids league. You know how many shots on goal they have? Most of these motherfuckers spend their time at midfield the entire game. One person steals and the other person steals and the other person steals. No one's fucking moving anywhere. So <laughs> the one guy runs towards the Yeah, there's the no goal. fucking skill set involved with these fucking kids. Just fucking stand there. You just got to lean into one of the parents. He's like, you see number four? That guy's fucking ass. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's yeah. my kid. Yeah, well, you so, might want well to fucking shape him yeah, up, dude. You look, look terrible out there. Yeah, that's my kid. You lean over to the wife. Well, ma'am, you should have swallowed him because he's not doing a good job <laughs> out there. You should have swallowed yeah. him. You should have went, went for the back row because this is embarrassing. You're ruining your entire genealogy mm-hmm. with this one kid. You're ruining everyone's time here. Jesus. No one's having a good yeah, time no because one. of your seed. Yeah. You made a mess inside of her pants, and now we all have to witness this shit mm-hmm. on our fucking weekend off. This you didn't bullshit. pull out, now we all have to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Lot, buddy. You should have said something years ago. I'd have started to go fund me for the fucking abortion a while oh, ago. Oh, shit. This is bullshit. I got to sit here on my weekend now and watch this shit. Oh, Shame on God. all of you for having You hate to see it. You hate to see it, but you got you know, you know, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. It's for the kids. I'm looking out for the kids, to be honest with you. Uh, I think we got wrestling to talk about here. Today. That escalated <laughs> so fucking quickly. I guess. What we got to uh, talk about? Well, we're on the road to WrestleMania here. So uh, this is supposed to be 
I say it every year. I'll say it again this year. My day of Holy Sabbath. Uh, my religious day. It's the one day. Well, now it's two days, but it's the, I guess now it's the one weekend out of the year. <laughs> where uh, dad gets to be dad. And uh, no one no one has shit to say about it. So that's a good thing for me. But yes, we're, we're inching ever so closely to WrestleMania season. So just a few notes that I wanted to bring up about some things that are happening here in the world of professional wrestling. And uh, we didn't get a chance to... Uh, well, I, I, I did it last week, but uh, we had the... I wanted to get your thoughts really quickly before we get into the stuff that I wrote down for us for today just any quick thoughts um about i'm sure you heard by now the passing of scott hall Mm -hmm. razor ramon uh did you have any because i spoke on it last week did you have any thoughts about scott hall or any memories or anything like that that kind of stood out to you about the guy uh nothing specific i just remember him being a big presence he was back back in the day as a kid he was it was yeah, up there gave, to me. He was one of the people up there with like the the Shawn Michaels and all that stuff. I just remember him being on that crowd. So I, don't know, I wasn't the hugest Razor Ramon guy, but it's not like I didn't, I didn't dislike him. He was he was definitely an icon in wrestling. That's for sure. And what are the most? I think that was the one finishing move you hated the most: the Razor's Edge. The razor's edge. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you get performed on you as a kid and you're going backwards on your back of your skull, mm. yeah, you might not like it so much. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I loved it. And people love doing that move. <laughs> I was a big fan. Yeah. I, um, mean, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we gave him the, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> we gave him the big 10, uh, 10 bell salute last week, passing on of the man. Um, kept, I kept straight up. You know, I kept it straight up, kept it real, kept it as the as the kids would say. I kept it a buck, kept it one hundred, okay. because uh, while he is a revolutionary guy, he's not a he's not one without his demons. Absolutely, and uh, everyone we, in that generation is yeah, of course riddled with. And it. I said on the show last week, I said, you know what? If he'd have died five years earlier, we'd be telling a different Scott Hall story, because the fact that he was able to beat his demons toward the end and finally overcome his addictions, it puts a positive spin on him finally uh, getting, you know, caught out there. He, I don't know if you heard the cause of death, uh, blood clot mm-hmm. into the heart. He had a, he had hip surgery. Surgery, yeah. Yeah, and all that stuff. So, I mean, to finally get caught, all the shit he did to himself, he gets yeah. hit by a routine... Uh, medical procedure that actually helped his standard of living up until it killed him. Uh, but I, I, I've, you know, I've always managed to keep it, you know, neutral across the board. Said the same thing for Guerrero when he died. Said the same thing for Benoit when he died. I've been pretty consistent with playing both sides of the coin. No man or woman is innocent. Of completely nothing at all whatsoever. Absolutely not. There's one. If there's one thing you can learn about life, man, is everybody got their shit that they got to figure out. Absolutely. <clears throat> now, having said that, I'm gonna do it again. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real again, oh boy. because we're not talking about a death here. Biggest news, I guess, to come out of this week took place just the other day. Triple H. On ESPN, for some strange reason, 
making the official announcement, I guess you could say, that he is done with in-ring competition. Uh, he is a, he went into a little bit of detail as to what his health situation was earlier, uh, late last year, I should say. Yeah. Uh, which caused quite a commotion in the wrestling community. Uh, not just with his health, but the consequences of that concerning NXT right. and such forth. Uh, so, yeah, we, we have an opportunity. I mean, people are putting murals out there and they're making tribute videos. It feels like this motherfucker died. But he's alive and well. Uh, the only thing that died was his in-ring career, which, to be honest with you, was he was kind of semi-retired as it was. And he even said himself that he's kind of made peace with it for a few years now. So I guess this kind of, like, he's in the edge situation right now. This kind of makes the decision for him. He's done. It's funny because they were saying that um, <clears throat> that there was the conversation of making an appearance, and who knows if he would have made that appearance. He might very well be dead right now, considering yeah. the situation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he had made mention that there was a conversation that took place uh, between him and Vince McMahon about him performing this year at WrestleMania in Dallas. Uh, that actually had the kibosh put on it. Uh, and I sent you the interview, and I kind of wanted to pick your brain also about some of the stuff that we heard. Let's talk mainly just about the health stuff, uh, how close he was to not only being tragically sick, but on his essentially the way he made it sound was almost like on his deathbed. Like he was yeah. a hair away. Uh, the way that he put it, you know, scared to death because will I even wake up tomorrow? Mm -hmm. You know, it was some bad stuff. Uh, knew he had some genealogical issues, meaning, you know, his father, his grandfather, his great-grandfather all had heart issues. Some of them even died from heart diseases. So well, all of them did. Yeah. And so uh, he, he's been having he, – he now will have his turn in the chair as he will begin dealing with said issues now. And uh, I love the breakdown. And you could tell he got that straight from the doctor because he described it like someone who has no familiarity with cardiac output. But it, the way he broke it down, I guess, was the way it was broken down to him. He's absolutely right. Um, the cardiac rhythmic output of a heart, and, I, and just for specifics for people who may not know what he was talking about, that's the output ejection. Uh, the way that the heart filters left side to right side, <clears throat> getting the oxygen into the bloodstream, uh, out of the bloodstream and, and producing it and then releasing it in the CO2 form, it, the cardiac rhythm has to be equal on both sides. You, you're going to be inputting one way, outputting another. That's usually how heart attacks happen, when that flow is disrupted. Or right. it also clots and you start getting into stroke county or territory there. Right. A lot of shit can happen when the heart goes in either direction. So when he was describing his output decreasing over time, and people are going to say that he's exaggerating. He wasn't exaggerating when he was saying he was in heart failure. Right, because like once, actively dying. Yeah, he's in the process of spiraling. Uh, he was. Why in, would someone say he was lying? Not No, I said that people were saying that he was being a little overdramatic about it. Because people were like, well, if you're having heart failure, how are you even aware you're having, you know, your heart's failing because it's a process. You know, you're, the car is not completely dead yet. You hear the... You can hear it. You know your battery is dying before it finally just turns into a click. It's the same thing with the heart. Well, people got, also need to understand that he's also an athlete. Yeah. So those people's hearts, although it may be failing, are significantly stronger for the most part. 
He also admitted to being diagnosed <laughs> to a slight. He called it athletic heart, where the heart, yeah, where the yeah, heart yeah, yeah. enlarges over time due to you mm-hmm. know all the stuff that he does, mm-hmm. you know. And he's he admitted he had that going on as well. So I mean, he kind of broke down in basic terms the things that were going down to him. His cardiac output was decreasing over time from what was it thirty to twenty two to even lower than that. I think he's had like nineteen or some shit at yeah, one point. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's like damn near dead. Like he yeah, was so he dead. was way too close to zero. And he even said, you know, he started getting emotional. He started choking up. He's like, you know, you got your whole family around. Yeah, him. that killed me, dude. He's, this interview killed me. Like known. just him talking yeah. killed me. And because you know, you rarely ever see him get emotional. And the fact that he was trying so hard not to be, I think, made everyone emotional. He was trying really hard not to be emotional, and in doing that, made everybody emotional. But um, right. To be, to be, you know, the 14-time world heavyweight champion, the guy who, the muscle and fitness guy, the, he's been strong his entire life, and now his life basically hangs by a thread, and he's in his, you know, his hospital bed, being emotional because he's not entirely sure that if he goes to sleep, he's going to wake up. I mean, that could be nerve-wracking. Uh, that's a that's a scary thought to be living it's probably tough to lay there on your deathbed thinking you're gonna die while looking at your wife's eyes as she looks at you as if you're about to die it's hard when that's gotta be that's gotta be a level of stress that i I don't ever want to experience yeah and it's hard unless you've been in that position it's hard to really explain to you how hard it is for the person who's not in the bed who's being told you know we got to lift his spirits because he's the one going through this and in your brain, you're probably already telling yourself, I think he's already going to die, right? Because, you know, when you're going through that situation, especially, and it's hilarious to think that of all the click members, because remember, this happened in fall. We just lost Scott about a week ago, but Triple H's issues was happening almost about half a year ago. Mm-hmm. Of all those click members, mm-hmm. to have had Triple H be the first one to go would have been a sad tragedy. Because he was the only one. It's going to be sad. Yeah, because of all the people that did all of the ridiculous shit to themselves, he was the one guy who didn't do any of that. As a matter of fact, went out of his way on on numerous occasions to make sure that they didn't do it to themselves. And then for him to go first, oh man, I would have been like, yo, that's that's cheating. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's how this whole life thing goes like that. He spends his whole life basically keeping his friends from killing themselves. And then he goes first. That would be shitty. But he managed to get everything under control. The the health. He said that even now he's still technically in recovery, which I don't think he'll ever be out of it. No, no, no. Not, not with that condition. Yeah, like he said, it's, it's spontaneous. It's the silent killer. Yeah. He could be at the edge right now and you may or may not even really know it. Yeah. So he's got to be on constant watch. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll keep an, you know, people will, I'm sure will be keeping an eye on that. But he did mention on the interview, of course, also that, you know, people are going to always ask the question, hey, what if? But he's done. Uh, he'll never be allowed back in the. He can't know, take a bump. No. And he said it himself. I have a defibrillator to my heart. That's not going to make any sense to go out there and start taking bumps. That would be kind of weird. And I agree. But I wouldn't put it past anybody. If he's taking a... A lot of these motherfuckers always find a way. Stone Cold Steve Austin is... And we'll talk about this next week. But Stone Cold Steve Austin took a 19-year break and now he's back. We'll see what happens. Because these motherfuckers are crazy. How many times have we sat on this show and said, Well, you know, for health reasons, he probably shouldn't come back. And then they do. So who knows? 
I will never rule it out with these people. Especially with a guy like Triple H, who would probably rather die in that ring than any other way. Uh, I was also kind of, I guess, time flies, right? He showed our age a little bit when he was like, yeah, you know, I got three girls at home, 11, 13, and 15, and I'm like, 15, yo, when he said 15, I started doing math in my head. I'm like, bro, have you guys been married that long? Holy fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. been together 20 years. That's crazy. Fucking nuts. And let me see, was that 2007? And then they had their first kid? Jesus fucking Christ. I was like, well, we're old. 15-year-old kid. We're fucking old. I was like, mm-hmm. all right. That's it, man. Your youth is gone. No <laughs> more. Jesus. <laughs> Your youth is gone forever. So this is all, um, like I said, people were putting tri- tributes out, murals like he's fucking dead. He's not dead. His career is over, as we know it. And this makes me slip into something else. When I started thinking about all of his words and the stories that he was telling. And we said on this show, there's got to be something we don't know because what they did to NXT, my God, it's like the Godfather. Look what they did to my boy. They massacred my boy. What did they do to NXT? They completely redid everything. They fired everyone that was even fucking remotely close to him. We're all sitting here thinking, oh, there's got to be heat. Remember, people were like, oh, my God, him and Vince have got to have a problem. There's got to be an issue. There's got to be so, – are they getting a divorce? Right? The, the, like, the oh media trying to stimulate that yeah, as well. Yeah, are they getting a divorce? Are, are, are they cutting Triple H out of the, the family business? Will we see Triple H at AEW? I've heard that a few times. Well, now we're finding out exactly why. And they didn't make – they didn't connect the dots – they didn't even talk about it. I was kind of hoping that they did, but they didn't. But doesn't it make sense now, hearing his story, why they untriple H'd everything at NXT? Because someone else had to go take a look at it while because he was down and realize what was happening? We, no, we, I, I don't even think that's a I thought that too. I thought when, because I always connected the dots. When Triple H, Stephanie, and Bruce Pritchard went to NXT, went to the Performance Center, and they, quote-unquote, had some observations. And then all of a sudden, when it was over, we had a whole new NXT. They revamped everything. I always connect the dots in saying that when that happened, that was the end of NXT because, like we said, he's going to take a look at what they're doing. They're going to realize it doesn't fit into what they want to do, and they just rebranded everything. That's what I... I had assumed based under the information that I had. But now, now I'm thinking back and I'm wondering to myself, the trip that Vince McMahon took to NXT now makes sense because he never went to NXT before. But now that we're hearing this guy was almost on his deathbed and NXT was probably the last thing on his fucking mind while he's sitting in there looking at his kids cry over him. That makes sense to me now while Vince would go down. Because they have to, as shitty as it all sounds as human beings, this is Vince McMahon we're talking about. And he's not the only one guilty of this. Every billionaire CEO would do this. It sucks that you're hurt. It sucks that you're sick. But I got a business to run. So he went down there to see what's the state of things. If we lose Triple H, who's who can I put in here? To run this in his place. 
and can they run it like this? And the answer is no. Triple H had that system exactly the way he wanted it. Nobody else was going to run that company the way that he did. No one. They could run in NXT, but not the way that he did it. So anybody that they would have put in that position would have re, you know, would have rehauled it anyway. So that's what happened. I think. I think that's how we got 2.0. They put it in the hands of somebody else, preferably someone not dying. And they said, here, we'll give it to you. Run this <clears throat> the way that we need it run. And this is the way that it looks now. This whole NXT 2.0, I know Shawn Michaels is technically running the day by day. But it's got Bruce, Bruce Pritchard written all over it. This is exactly the way that old 90s events would do it. It's designed the same way. It looks the same way. They went back to an old formula. Okay, this is old 1990s superstars bullshit they're doing on NXT. Not the Triple H stuff. But now, when we look back on it, does it does it not make sense now why they rehauled everything? Why all of Triple H's people were moved out of position? It makes sense to a degree now, doesn't it? Because they, it looks now on paper when you look at this. Because everyone said, oh, it seems like they're getting all these things. They're doing all these things because Triple H is not going to be around. Maybe there's an issue. Well, maybe he's not going to be around because the issue was he was fucking dying. And they had to plan for a non-Triple H NXT. Yeah, but dude, the, <laughs> they couldn't like, wait to see what was going on first. before. Well, they, they didn't fucking... make the call until later. Remember, we're, we're hearing about this now. But his problems, according to him, started after SummerSlam. They didn't mm. rehaul NXT until this year. I, I think, okay, well... To what I just said, maybe they just at that point they were like it, it whether he survives or not, he's he not needs less things yes. on his plate. That's what I'm saying. So they have to take this. Knew, regardless. The minute, yeah, the minute we he have dropped, to take this away from you. Yeah, you the can't minute he dropped, they knew. They were like, okay, he needs less on his plate. Because he's stressing himself the fuck out. He said it. He was going east coast to west coast on a daily basis. That can't be good for someone with a heart issue. And the coughing up the blood at the kitchen table story where Steph saw blood on the <clears> table <throat> from him coughing shit up. I mean, no. <laughs> he cannot be in charge of anything right now. He said himself that he's he's not taking his foot off the gas. He still wants to be a part of the business. And he's looking forward to his recruiter role. And when that was announced, because that was announced a while ago, that he was going to be doing the recruitment stuff. And people were like, oh, he got demoted. There's got to be he. Apparently, this was a mutual fucking decision. He's a great negotiating tool for getting talent in places you wouldn't normally get talent. Because how many people grew up watching Triple H? How many people watch, grew up watching the game? He walks into your liver. Imagine a recruit. It's like back in the day when Bobby Knight... You know, or, or, or any of these famous coaches would come into your living room and bake the pitch. Eh, this kid's going to be good. He needs to come to my school and I can make him great. Same thing here. You could tell a person, hey, you want to be a WWE superstar. What does that mean to people today? It doesn't have the cachet it used to. But when Triple H comes into your house and goes, yeah, you could be a star like me. You know, oh, shit. Mm. I'd, like, I'd like to do that. And there was Slick, too. Gabe Stevenson. Gable? Gabe? Whatever the fuck his name is, the fucking NCAA uh, wrestling champion. They played some footage of him during the interview. Look who we got. We got ourselves a real athlete. You know? And they, and once again, combine this with, with Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon 
uh, the interview with Pat McAfee, Vince said the statement, you know, I don't want wrestlers. Anybody can be a wrestler. You either you can either wrestle good or you can wrestle poorly, but everyone can wrestle. I need superstars. I want a superstar. That's what I want. That's what Vince said on his promo in his interview. And Triple H kind of did the same thing here. He was like, We're looking for larger than life personalities. That's and we don't it. want your neighbor, dude. We don't want your neighbor. No one's gonna pay to see your neighbor. We want larger than life personalities. They're screaming it at the top of their lungs. We don't give a fuck about the wrestling. I don't know why people still put the wrestling bullshit on this company. That's this it's is a not good formula. Job. It's a good formula for sure. The I wrestling, think so. The wrestling, the wrestling part of this, it's not. That's not their responsibility anymore. It's they like a, it's like up. a, it's like a gimmicky anime, right? Like you're there for the anime, for the storyline, for the drama, for the situations, for the characters. It just so happens that the theme is what it is. Mm-hmm. The, the story's being told through fighting, through uh, wrestling, through stuff like that. That's that's what they're, they're looking for, the characters. So they want someone larger than life. <coughs> and not for nothing, I started breaking this down in my head when I realized that. Because I've always known it, but I, I started realizing something else. As much shit as the WWE gets for admitting it out loud, I hate to break it to fans, but that is what every company wants. Absolutely. Every company wants that. Impact wants it. Ring of Honor wants it. Uh, AEW wants it. Independent wrestling companies want it. I've changed my approach with the guys because of it. Because everybody well, you can wrestle. should. Because if you're at that level... And yeah. you want to get, you want to go to the highest level. That's what's at the highest level. It doesn't mean you can't wrestle. It does not mean you cannot wrestle. You're yeah. always going to have that niche of people who respect the people who can get down and, and get it done. But you got to have that other part as well. You should be prepping for that. That's what's at the main stage at this point. Yeah. They want larger than life characters. They want people like and I and I've said it before, I'll say it again, and I don't care how much heat I get for it because it's the fucking truth. If you can't cut a promo, you're in trouble. You I feel can't. like it's always been the case. It's always been the case. But I think they, it's one of those unspoken things. It's been spoken about a thousand times. But people uh it's and this wasn't my point. Someone else said it. I wish I could remember who it was because it it's a perfect explanation about what's happening now and i'm not going to go on a big tangent but at the same time there are so many people and i heard again i I wish i could remember which youtube channel i heard this from it was an interview from another wrestler from somewhere there's so many people who grew up watching wrestling in the attitude era like this generation of, of wrestlers now they grew up on the attitude era there was so many people who grew up watching the attitude era who saw all of the the bumps who saw all of the outrageous shit with the trucks and the cars and the cement trucks and the Zambonis, and they saw all the TLC matches, and they saw all this outrageous shit and never bothered to stop once to think about why those things were happening, who was doing them, and what they were saying in the process. Because they, they people today, they know how to take the bumps, they know how to take the falls, but they don't know how to convince you verbally to come watch them take those bumps or falls. Mm-hmm. They have no idea how to do any of it. And that's why, uh, for some reason, in independent wrestling, 
for everybody who's who sits there and swears up and down that it's better than the mainstream shit, it really isn't because indie wrestling is just a shittier copy of the bigger stage stuff. WWE got away with managers. They just don't like them. So they, they stopped doing that. That trickled down. Because the WWE doesn't do them anymore, that means independent wrestling doesn't do a whole lot of it. And when they do, they're garbage. Garbage. Can't say nothing, can't do nothing. I've, I've ran into myself personally as a manager. I've gone against people and teams that have managers that can't cut promos. Can you imagine aligning yourself with a manager who can't cut a promo? I I can't even fathom. What was the conversation like? Better better be eye candy. No, they're not. Sloppy fucking grown-ass men who just clap like cheerleaders. They don't say anything. They don't do anything. They point and they yell anonymous vague shit and that's it. Nice. My that's guys, what, uh, that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, my guys did the opposite. One of the first things that we talked about when we were got together, and it wasn't me that brought it up; they brought it up to me. Uh, I think it was Ray's was the first one. He goes, "I ain't saying shit no more. You're gonna do all the talking." And I said, "Okay, am I allowed to talk about anything I want? I don't give a fuck what you talk about. You're doing all the fucking talking. I'm just gonna sit there and look mean." I said, "Perfect. From now on, we're doing we're doing Jim Cornette Vader promos." When Vader used to do the thing in the back, he used to put the fucking delts up and put his arms together and Cornette would just run his mouth. That's me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run my mouth and do what I do and then you guys go in there and just beat people up. And that's it. And it works. And people are paying to see it. And that's what matters. There's so many people out there right now that just they can't cut a promo and save their life. Well, Benoit couldn't cut a promo. And he's Benoit. Are you Benoit? Can you do what Benoit did? Randy, yeah. or- Randy Orton uh, Randy Orton could have couldn't cut a promo in the beginning of his career. Dope. Are you Randy Orton? Can you do what Randy Orton does? Maybe. Or would it say, well, you're a little short to be a pro wrestler. Well, Rey Mysterio is short. Are you Rey Mysterio? Can maybe. you do what Rey Mysterio does? No, not maybe. No, the answer is no. I might, if I try really hard, I can. <laughs> you know how many people I've been told Oh, this guy's really, really good. Oh, good. I can't wait to work with him. And then I meet him, and he's like at my kneecap. I'm like, what are we doing with this? What is this? You know we're running through you, right? Oh, I'm not going to reveal a name, but you'll appreciate this. I'm going to tell you something real quick that happened for real. This is a real conversation. I messaged someone about a potential booking. They made a post stating they were looking for talent. So I inquired, naturally. Right. As you should. And they got back to me stating they were there was interest. They said, oh, we'd love to bring you in. And how much? And I gave them my number, and they were good with it. They're like, okay, we could do that. So once you get past the number, everything's gravy. I'm willing to work with you on whatever you want to do, right? As long as we're getting the number we want. Right. So the next after we agreed to money, he was just like, good, see you at this date. I said, hold on, hold the phone, hold on, hold the phone. You, you, you agreed to the money, and that's, listen, <laughs> that's fantastic, brother. Thank you very much. But what are we doing? Right? Like, what's the plan on paper? And I don't think he anticipated that I would be asking that question, which is shocking to me. What kind of talent are you dealing with where no one asks you what the plan is? 
So I asked him what the plan was. I said, "Oh, what? what how? You know, a how lot you, of talent. How are you using to do that? Yeah, because we're living in a world now of I'm happy to be here instead of being a professional. So I'm a professional. So I was like, "What's the plan? What are you going to do with us?" And he came up. I could tell he's pulling it out of his ass, but he was just like, "Yeah, uh, so I'm going to put you in there with my tag champs. Um, they're probably going to go over on you." I said, "Okay, no problem. You know, how's that going to look? Like, how do you want us to do that?" Again, he has no clue, so he's just pulling shit out of his ass. But the shit he pulled out of his ass was not good. He was just like, oh, um, I'm really trying to make them look strong, right? So I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And basically, he just had them beating the shit out of us. What? And that then, doesn't work. And then beating us, which I'm not, again, still not completely opposed to if it makes visual sense. So I, I didn't say anything to him. Once he made the pitch, I went to his page, to his wrestling page. And I, I wanted to find out who the tag champs were. So I was like, well, I mean, does it even look like it could physically happen before I agree to anything? So you I know who my up. guys are, right? Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. So I looked at the the web the Facebook page. I found out who their tag champs were. And I was like, you got to be out of your fucking mind. Both of them combined, I don't think, are Max Mercy's weight. Not even Ray's. Let's not even put Ray's in the conversation just yet. Max could murder these motherfuckers by himself. And you want them to, and I messaged back, I said, how, how again, are they going to be beating us? And he, Was he aware of who your guys were? <clears throat> yeah, I would assume so. He booked us. If not, then it's just more tomfoolery. But he, he gave an explanation, which was garbage. So I declined. I was like, okay, look, never mind. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're not going. So I actually turned down a booking uh, that had money involved in it. And I was like, no. Because it's more important to me to keep what we got going on, the aura and the magic of what we got going on, than a few extra bucks somewhere else. Because it just, if, if we didn't live in a YouTube era and audiences were seeing these live events for the first time and without any outside whatever, whatever, I wouldn't even care how we went and lost. But I got to be careful about how we went and lose because we're going to go to that show. <clears throat> we're going to get the dog shit kicked out of us by toothpicks. And then that match is going to be put on YouTube, and then everyone's going to share it, and we're done. So I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm all set. I'm, yeah, that's I'm, weird. I'm straight. But anyway, you good on that? Yeah. So we we mentioned <coughs> some Triple H stuff here about the promo, the interview he's got going on. We have a uh, real quick. I do want to mention because I, I just kind of like seen a bunch of the stuff you're talking about. Yeah, I do find it pretty cool. I, I know this is going to sound weird, but hear me out. Okay. I think it's really cool that all these people are making posts, like you said, like if his <coughs> like if he was gone, and he's still here to see them. Oh yeah, I think that's fucking dope. I just watched, I just saw like an Alexa Bliss post that she made, and like you said, yeah, it literally looks like he passed away, but he didn't. No, he's and here. he's here, and he can see those posts, he can see and he love. can appreciate them, and I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, coming full circle, when I was talking about Scott Hall and his negatives and his positives, I, I love that you just brought that up because this is the rehabilitated Triple H, and I want people to remember that. <laughs> he spent a lot of years not allowing younger talent to do anything in the WWE. Forget rise to the top, just anything. Anytime I mean, I, it's Triple H. Anytime and we know his a story, young guy you took a, yeah. Every time a young guy took a breath, 
He was there to make sure that it was soiled in some way. He, I mean, you want to talk about held down the shovel, the infamous burials, the shovels over and over. And in a span of just a few years, all he had to do was just hire a few indie darlings. All of a sudden, he's the messiah of the new generation. He's he's change, the, man. He's the genius that got all of these people in there. And what a great vision with the black and gold brand. And all of a sudden, he's... He's he's the gatekeeper to all these dreams. He's on the ESPN with Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I want to make these dreams come true. And I'm like, wow, that's not the Triple H I grew up with, but all hey, right. Man, the one you grew up with is a competitive one. I, listen, the one you grew up with was <laughs> left to die. The one you the one you grew up with had the fight. The one you grew up with at any moment in time, any one of those guys at that time, those guys were coming in by the handful that were talented and getting runs at the title. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I worked too hard. I sacrificed too much. I've been left alone to die too many times to let this guy come up here and think he's going to take my shot at the title. Ain't going to happen. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. So, hey, man, I respect it. I like his competitive. Triple H will forever be one of my favorite favorite wrestlers of all time. So Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, the I fact got... that he's still here right now to see that stuff is, I think, is amazing. And I don't even know if a lot of people even see it that way, but they're literally talking about him as if he passed away. But he's here to yeah. see how much people actually appreciate he's him. Still here, and I'm sure it hits different too when you are that guy. I'm, I'm sure you're aware you're that guy, yeah. right? Like you're intentionally doing what you have to do to stay on top. And, yeah, you may have to sabotage some people, but such is the nature of the game, right? But you're aware of that, so you know people look at you as an asshole and a piece of shit. And then to, like, see all these people, like, look, my career is, like, around this guy. He inspired me. did all this. It's like, oh, fuck. I'm not a complete asshole after all. This is the same guy. (laughs) I'm kind of dope. Yeah, this is the same guy where I, I realized Triple H had a real change of heart when Triple H fought Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. That's when I knew he was a changed man. Heavy indie guy? Heavy indie guy. No, not even heavy indie guy. Specifically him. The indie guy? The, the indie guy. Because Triple H told a story once, and it's it, it will always stick in my head. Because it was such a, pro, it was such a, uh, a breath of fresh air when he finally just released this off of his chest publicly. But it was I knew at the time. He goes, I, I never liked, for years, I didn't like Brian Danielson. And I had never met him, but I never liked him. he was too fucking good. Because he goes, I take you back to 2006. He brought up a specific year. He said, I'll take you back to 2006. I'm the WWE champion. I'm headlining pay-per-views all around the world. Okay? I'm generating funds for the biggest wrestling company on the planet. And yet, in 2006, when he was the Ring of Honor world champion, Brian Danielson was killing it. And they go... I'm doing all this big business, and they're pointing at him, calling him the best wrestler in the world. And he goes, and I, from that moment on, I hated him. He said, until I met him. And then I realized, okay, this guy's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, but he's, because he's, he, he's a, com- he's competitive, man, to a fault. He probably wants to die uh, in uh, uh, the, with uh, the best version of heart disease. He's like, I don't know. I heard, I heard my diet. My dad so which one do I have? It's the most rare and the most yeah. elite. 
that's okay. All right, only, fine. Only fine, fine, the fine. special athletes get this brand. Yeah, right. Heart disease. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. After this, we might call it the Triple H variant. Uh, yeah, the Triple H is. It's the Hunter Hearst Helmsley disease. That's it, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what it's actually called, but they call it the Triple H. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, you you have Triple H like levels of cardiac output, and that's bad. Yep. That's that bad. bad. That's, that's really the bad. worst you can get. <laughs> and and, and to think about it, if he got the worst that you can get and he survived, that's yep. that's ultra competitive. He is. Yeah, that's he's it, not man. even gonna. He's not even gonna put death over. Nope. He's like nope. He sabotaged. That. I don't lay down for nobody, baby. That's funny. Oh, that was his friend. Sorry. Speaking of his friend, Sean. Well, no. Before we get to Sean, we were talking about Triple H. Uh, I chose a watch along. Now I've only done one watch along in this entire podcast run. I've only done one, and it was to prove a point. <laughs> I rewatched the Brock Lesnar Rumble to prove how great that fucking Rumble really was, and I walked through it. So I've only done one of these, but we're gonna do one here today. You did a Rumble. I did not the whole pay per view, just the Rumble match. Gee, well, that, you don't need the whole Rumble. The fucking Rumble itself I had is a crazy. Point to prove. <laughs> and you were committed to committed. prove it. I sat on my couch and watched it all. Actually, no. If you go back to it, I didn't watch the whole Rumble. I watched up until Lesnar's elimination. Because I wanted to prove Now that I think about it, I only watched until Drew eliminated him. Because I tried to tell the story of how they made him in that one Rumble. Which, Drew is still a top star to this day. So don't tell me that shit didn't work. But we got another watch long. It's my second one on the show. My first one with you. So it should be interesting. It's the Triple H Batista match at WrestleMania 35. I chose that one specifically for two reasons. A, it turns out that's his last match. Um uh and we definitely I definitely want to have the conversation uh about that match and what it meant at the time and now what it means now. Also, secondly, I was there in the building for that. Mm. So I I could definitely give a little bit more insight in the building as to how that match felt within the audience so i'd like to watch that with you and give the fans some some insight with that but before we get to that video i'll transition back to sean sean is still doing the nxt thing and they've got the big pay-per-view coming up saturday afternoon because they can't do it at night because wrestlemania is at night but nxt will be running stand and deliver uh, sometime in the afternoon, I don't have the time in front of me because I don't give a shit because I'm not watching it. But it's on before Mania on Saturday. We'll be having the House of O WrestleMania party in effect. So I'll probably have that on as guests arrive to the party. Uh, so I, I don't have any intentions of watching it extra now because I think it's going to be in my house chilling. But it'll be on in the background. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Did you see yeah. this clip? You saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are yeah. your thoughts? I mean, this guy I, here. Listen. What are we doing? Listen, I, I don't hate Dolph Ziggler. I, I, I think he had potential. I, I like him a lot, actually. I think he has a look. I think he has a thing. I, I don't like that he used super kick. That kind of knocks him down a few levels for me. Mm. But at the end of the day, he always was on the cusp of a run. And it just seems like he could just never fully grab onto it. I feel like that company loves Dolph Ziggler. They just don't know what to do with him. 
and can he be consistent? I don't know. I, I think this – how long is that feud? I haven't been keeping up with NXT. How long is that? Is this just a match that kind of happened and now he has the belt? Or was it some type of feud going on? Or is this the calling for that guy to come up? Yeah, so from what I understand, first of all, the feud itself we're talking about here, only a few weeks. Um, okay. Nothing crazy. Uh, but the idea from what I understand is is that they're sending main roster talent there frequently now. So Dolph went and then Rude joined him, and he's part of the program in some way. But then now uh, – Rey Mysterio was doing something with NXT for a little bit. And I believe they have a Miz TV planned for an upcoming NXT event. So hold on, because this sounds way more aggressive than Triple H was getting. Well, I wouldn't say that. He was keeping it within there. If you saw someone there, it was because they were there. They were were there. They were in NXT, whatever the case may be. But now I'm starting to see a pattern where these people are coming to visit. Yeah. And I don't know if it's particularly to start a push or to get like, okay, this person's starting to become ready. Let's get them with one of our stars and see what it looks like. Yeah, but I think Triple H was right in not bringing main roster stars to NXT that often because in order for you to bring a main roster star into NXT, yes, you'll you'll give them the rub, but you also have to put your guy you have to put the main roster guy over. And it you're almost not, then yeah. looks like the main roster guy is jobbing. Yeah, because the main roster guy can't come in and lose to an NXT guy. That's just not going to happen. So that's why I'm 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 only assuming, but I'm thinking through the mind of a booker. I'm not gonna give my guy a fucking loss for the sake of a rub that may or may not even occur. Because, for instance, if you go back to the black and gold brand, if you had Finn Balor running as champion, why the fuck would you bring in a main roster guy to beat my to beat Finn Balor? Right. What kind of a rub are you getting from that? He's already massively over. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano. Keith Lee, go down the line of NXT champions, Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe. What main roster guy was going to come to NXT and get the NXT guy more over by beating them? None. There's not a single guy I would want to take that loss. So, yeah, I can see why a lot of main roster guys didn't go. Because the main roster guy is not going to go to NXT to lose. And the NXT guy is not going to get over more by losing either. So what does it matter? Here at NXT 2.0, they got so many green guys. You could have a main roster guy come in, beat him, and it actually helps them. Right. If 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 Randy Orton just decided he had a hair up his ass to go to NXT and just beat the shit out of Grayson Waller, that helps Grayson Waller. Because who the right. fuck is Grayson Waller? So that makes sense. I can see them doing it now. Same thing, they brought the Mysterios in. I think they're doing something with Diamond Mine. I believe it's with the Creed Brothers. I can see all of those main roster guys going over. It makes sense. Here it makes sense. Dolph Ziggler, Tommaso Ciampa, Braun Baker, Braun Baker, Braun Breaker, or Rick Steiner, as Cornette calls him. Uh, <laughs> Breaker was getting close and close and close to Ciampa, and he finally beats him for the NXT title, right? But he's still new. He's a genuine rookie. This is only year one. Working with Ciampa is fantastic, but Ciampa, as great of a worker as he is, doesn't have the success rate as some of the main roster guys. And can you think of a better guy than Ziggler? to come in and take bumps for this guy and make him look like a monster. 
I think Ziggler is great for these things. I I, I don't want to disrespect the guy because I do respect them a lot, but I think he's phenomenal for this type of stuff, for this type of stuff to like get like. He's a great talent. He works great in the ring. I think his wrestling is up there with a lot of people. This is why I hate that he uses the fucking super kick. I can't. I I've mentioned on this show before. I can't stand that shit. It will ruin matches, which is why I didn't get a chance to talk about it because of all that shit that was going on. But that main event to the AEW pay-per-view was spoiled because of so many goddamn super kicks. But I digress. <laughs> but <clears throat> I just hate that move in general. But him as a talent, the dude is great. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts on Dolph Ziggler is. He's a verb. I love the way this man wrestles. In my house, he's a verb. To he's sell a- like to sell outlandishly is to Ziggler. Dude, that's was it? Was it a spear that I saw yes. him taking that match? It was the bomb breaker spear. Fucking yes. beautiful. He is this man one of the is just best theatrical. Of all time. He, he's great, but and, and but like I said before, he for some reason I don't know if he's cursed or whatever the case. Maybe 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 cut uh Danhausen off on, on the highway or something like that. But he, he's House. cursed to a point where it's just like you can't really fully hold on to it. So if that's the case, if he can't do that, then I'd rather him do stuff like this and start having good matches with with new talent and and get the light shine on him. And him having that belt might might be one of the best things they could have done for NXT. So we'll see what happens. Well, he's a veteran presence in there that people genuinely respect. There's not let's be honest. There's not a lot of main roster guys that if they came on the NXT that everyone would just go, yeah, that's someone I can learn from. If Baron Corbin went back to NXT for an appearance, they would be like, all right, fine, whatever, right? It's Dolph Ziggler. And there's a bunch of people in there, I'm sure, who can legitimately claim I grew up watching this guy. Because mm-hmm. he's been in the company for 17 yeah, years. Yeah, he's been there long, yep. He's been there for a fucking minute. So him minute being NXT two, champion, sure. him being NXT champion, I actually, it's so funny because I saw people going, really, the developmental title? Well, I mean, yeah. Right? I mean, why not? What else was he doing? I think it he was like be the pl- developmental god. Yeah. So why not? <laughs> I mean, he, he's already the developmental god. So as soon as Ziggler walked into the room, he was better than everybody else. But that's how many rooms does Ziggler walk into where that happens? A lot. And he's not used on television in that way. How great was Robert Roode in NXT? It was fantastic. And now he's back to being fantastic again. Thank goodness. How many more people can we rehabilitate by throwing them into the wolves here? So I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. I have another link here that I was also with because I had a problem. I had a problem. This WrestleMania card is looking slim. It's got WrestleMania 27 <laughs> all over it. I'm not happy about the way it's this too card. many gimmicky matches, man. Yes, there's too many smoke and mirrors, wink wink, in 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 this situation. And one of the biggest problems I had with this WrestleMania, listen. I could get something out of Pat McAfee. I've already seen him wrestle. I I'm not worried see that. about that. I love Pat McAfee. Yeah, I'm I'm for that. I've already seen him perform. I know what he can do. I I'm okay with that. Okay. There's another celebrity in there, Logan Paul. Okay. I could even deal with that. He's an athlete of some kind, right? I can deal with that. I find it ironic that last year the Miz was in a tag match with a celebrity, but as an opponent with Bad Bunny. This year, the celebrity is his tag partner. That's funny. But at least this tag partner has some athleticism to him. They're going to pull something out of their ass. I can even deal with that. 
Johnny Knoxville pisses me off. Because I yeah. just, what are we getting from this? What rub? What, what, what help are we receiving from this? And what's even worse is they have the Intercontinental Champion feuding with Johnny Knoxville. And I was like, really? There's nothing else we could do with Sammy at Mania? <clears throat> I thought at one point maybe they would give like a proxy, like a wrestler in Johnny's place to wrestle Sammy, whatever the case may be. I had a big problem with the Intercontinental Champion specifically being involved with this. Sammy's gimmick is goofy. I can see Sammy and Knoxville. I was going to say, Sammy's gimmick invites this stupid yeah. shit. Yeah. So, and I've said his, that shit a long time ago. Is, I do not yeah. like this fucking gimmick. No. I think it's stupid. I think you've gone on record saying that it's okay, or at least you see the vision I, I of it. Tolerating no. It, yeah. I fucking hate this gimmick. It's <laughs> dumb. I... I I want the original Sami Zayn back. I don't. I don't yeah, like this Sami shit. I don't see the vision. I don't agree with it. I Underdog Sami Zayn is great, and I'm gonna mention this next week when we're live for the WrestleMania thing. I'll give you a little tease now where I'm headed with that match. We we don't WWE does not have baby faces. They just don't. How many people are on top as a baby face right now in WWE? And Sami Zayn. You have to put him in the conversation as one of the best underdog babyfaces that they have had in a very long time. This is a great opportunity, and I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, but I really believe this is a great opportunity to fix that. But we'll we'll see, because Vince loves this. Whatever the fuck this is, Vince is in love with it, so I don't know. But one of the biggest problems I had was that he's going into this as the Intercontinental Champion. Well, they solved that problem. <laughs> they they applied a quick fix, uh, much like the women of the night who worked the corners. They had to spit in their hand and make it work, and yeah, they, they get did. The job done. And they did here. An impromptu intercontinental championship match between Sami Zayn and Ricochet took place uh, not too long ago on SmackDown, and Ricochet wins the intercontinental championship. Now, does this mean Ricochet is going to be at WrestleMania? No. I, 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 I would be stunned if he has a role in this card at all. But it does give the, get the belt away from the Knoxville Sami Zayn situation. So on that, I'm like, all right, fine. I'll deal with it. But I'm still... This match is just goofy in general. But Ricochet does win the Intercontinental title. Uh, where do you think they take Ricochet from here then? Now that he's the Intercontinental champion. I don't know, but I feel like... I don't know. It wasn't me. Was it me or was Ricochet wrestling and his attitude in that match was as if he was winning? Like, I could tell. I, I could tell, obviously, because of the fucking title that you sent me. But, like, oh, the title, the thing that you sent me. But I was like, dude, the, the way he was wrestling, like, his enthusiasm, how fucking hyped he was. You could just tell he was going to win that match. <laughs> yeah. I hate people but that do that. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like. I, I still feel like the Intercontinental title is, hasn't felt like it mattered for an extremely long period of time. And neither one of these guys holding the belt, I think, is going to change that for me. So I don't I don't really care too much, I suppose. I don't think they do either. I don't know if giving him the belt was just something to get it off of Sammy in the meantime until this whole thing blows over or if they're really planning on doing something with him. I don't know. But See, like, to me... To me, someone like uh, uh, you just said his name. I don't know why I'm drawing a fucking blank. Ricochet. 
Oh, Corbin? Uh, no. Fuck, why, why am I drawing a blank? The guy with the sword. McIntyre. Thank you. Why did I draw a blank on that? I have no idea. Someone like him holding the Intercontinental title would be better for me. Yeah, for, it would be. But spotlight. Then you would have to use him in that position. Like, yes, dude. He, he, we've I been over McIntyre this before. He carried the company before. in a very shitty moment. Everything went back to somewhat normal. And I don't really think he's had a great push since. No. And 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 that's fine if you're still holding him for whatever the case may be, uh, because you you know you have a payout for that, and he's just doing what he has to do. That's fine. But I don't understand why he's walking around beltless. Like, how do you go from that, from what you did, which I find what I, I'll still say was extremely impressive, actually harder than what John Cena did, in my personal opinion. And when it all goes back, you have nothing. Like you're doing all these one-offs, which is it just doesn't. And he's doing it as like a, a baby face, which is weird. He's doing like to me, which like would look better as a heel baby face. And it just doesn't. It just even even my one friend who liked him a lot during his run was like, I don't like this McIntyre. I just don't. It's just weird. I don't like looking at it. It feels uncomfortable <laughs> as a baby face. Doing all kinds of weird shit. Mm. Yeah, that sword doesn't. Uh, they, I think, they, especially they backed off on it since. But when they named the sword Angela after his dead mother, I was like, "Are you serious? That's a sword, bro." Yeah, it was weird. I don't understand the the gimmick behind that, but th- that to me would do the Intercontinental a little bit more justice, right? Because maybe, maybe I'm one of those people, and I know I'm probably being annoying from the Attitude Era type of guy. But when those big guys didn't ha- like had to come out of the picture so that someone else stepped in. They were holding the Intercontinental title, the United States title, the hardcore title. Like these, these heavyweights were, and it gave them a reason to have matches with people who weren't at that top tier. And then when they finally lost that belt, it it was like it's almost like a push within itself. Now it just feels like they just why why not to say that Ricochet doesn't deserve it, but why Ricochet? Hmm. I'm sincerely asking because I, I don't, I don't I maybe don't, I could be out of the loop, I but I haven't know. seen any I, legit storylines to make me want him to win the belt. I honestly don't know why they gave it to him because it, why a, Sammy? There's no, a there's been no build up to Ricochet doing anything. B I'm convinced. I am 100 convinced they have no idea what to do with Ricochet. They know that he has a following. They know he's athletic as shit. I have no idea what to do with him. And they've because made him the US athlete, champion. But he's not a superstar. Yeah. No disrespect. Not, superstar. not that not that he couldn't become one, but his charisma is too is green the right way to put it? No, 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 no. It's not existent. Uh when, oh, when So when, it's not there at all. No, 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 <laughs> it's not. When listen, uh, I'm cool with him. I've worked with him a bunch in the past. When he was on the indie scene and when he was making his rounds, even when he was in Japan or whatnot, I said it every time. And people thought Just, I was crazy. I said, I think he, he needs to get more angry. He's never going to be a WWE superstar. He's too bubbly. Yeah. He's, he doesn't have an outgoing personality. He's a cool dude. He's good. He's a great guy to have a conversation with. He could be funny from time to time. He's witty, right? It's not something that you can. You know how people say, oh, you're funny. You should do stand-up comedy. No, it's different. I'm witty. I can't sit here and write shit down. He can't write shit down. 
he's not the kind of guy that's going to sit there and, and you give him a script and he's going to go out there and be bonkers and get it over. He's funny in the moment. He's funny in the cut. He's a witty guy. Uh, he's obviously super athletic, but within the system of the way that they do things, his athleticism doesn't really mean a whole lot. So they're trying to influence what he does physically into what they're doing in the ring. Like, for instance, one of his big moves that he does is uh, there's a move where he picks you up almost off the ground in a suplex. Like, you're laying on the ground, and he puts you, like, arm over your head, grabs you like a suplex, and picks you up from the fucking floor up into the air as a suplex, and he drops you. As soon as they saw him do that shit, that was immediately, okay, don't ever do that shit again. Because you're a tiny fucking dude, and I don't give a shit how strong you are. You ain't picking up everybody like that. It's obvious cooperation is not going to happen. So little by little, his three, his 630 splash is dangerous. Every 630 splash is dangerous. You're rotating too much. You can't control it. You just have to hit him as stiff as you can. Not everybody on the road is going to want to take that. So that's gone, right? One of your flashiest moves, that's gone. You can break it out on big occasions. You can break it out on big pay-per-views. But other than that... It's whatever. That's why when I tell people, if your character or what you do is based on what you do, you're in trouble. Because when you go to the WWE, they're not going to let you do all the shit that you do. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to have a character or be able to have a promo that takes you out of situations. Ricochet doesn't have that. So they don't know how to use him. They have no clue. If he was in AEW, they wouldn't know how to use him either because they would just rely on, they would go 100 miles in the other direction. They rely on him being athletic all the time. Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't let him say shit. Just do the flip shit. But then he's the fifth match on the car, and the other four matches all have flip shit. Right. So he's not special there either. So it's whatever. Ricochet is a niche athlete. You could make him a huge star. He's that good athletically. He's not going to talk his way into anybody's living rooms. He's just not. Right. It's the same thing I said with Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is a niche as well, just in another direction. He's a fighter. Don't let him wrestle anybody. That's not what he does. Just let him fight. This guy is an athlete. Ricochet. Let him do his flip shit, and it'll get over. Yeah, the problem with that is, is that one way is way better than the other. Yeah, uh, yeah. The fact that the fact that uh, one can talk his ass off on the and mic and fight. Yeah, one one could make me stand up and fight anybody next to me, and the other one, I just like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a shame because I don't like talking about him like that, man. Yeah, he's but a, see, that's the problem with with the. He's a talent, man. He's 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 the prime example of exactly what you talk about on here. Is he's a phenomenal wrestler, or he can move, he can do all kinds of stuff. He's flashy, he's fun to watch in the ring. But when it comes to the rest of the stuff, the more important stuff, it's just it's unfortunately it's just not there. And I kind of wish it was. I feel bad. Ricochet is the leader of the generation of people that they do the sunset flip, they do the shooting star press to the floor, they jump over the post, and everyone goes ooh and ah until the 15th time you've seen it. And then you go, oh, all right, ooh, ah, okay. That's why people, I'm telling you, I get hate all the time. If you can't cut promos, you're in trouble. All of your favorite wrestlers cut promos. Don't tell me any, don't tell me any fucking different. Don't. Every time you go up to somebody and say, who's your favorite wrestler? They'll tell you somebody who can cut a fucking promo. Every time. Oh, I love Eddie Guerrero. He cut a promo. I was a big Jericho fan. He cut a promo. Ric Flair, promo. Hogan, promo. Everybody was a promo. If you can't cut a promo, you're going to be in fucking trouble. People succeeding who can't cut promos, that's a recent development. 
because we're running into an era now of people who can't talk. Everybody grew up watching wrestling but never studied how to be a wrestler. And they just want to be in wrestling. They don't want to do what's necessary to be successful in wrestling. They just want to be in it and then just be successful by default. And it doesn't work out that way. Speaking of being successful at wrestling, though, I know you saw this. I know you saw Stone Cold Kevin Owens. Did you see Stone Cold Kevin Owens? I sent it to you. Did you? Yeah, I I saw it. Mm, You sound unimpressed. I'm mad that you thought I would be. It was hilarious. You know, okay. I mean, I yeah. It was. I mean, yeah, I got I got a couple chuckles out of it. <clears throat> he got he yeah. I'm not, I didn't send it to you because it was like fine art. I'm just saying it's it, this was hilarious. He got him on the first one. Okay, he got him on the first one. They all bit. Then he got in the ring and he broke the glass a second time and got him a second time. I said, "This motherfucker here, this motherfucker here." I know he was hyped because he couldn't have timed that any better. Oh, that second he, one was he the controlled best. that crowd as much as I don't like him. He controlled that crowd incredibly. Like, I I promise you, he didn't even plan that. There's no fucking way that they start going, "We want Austin." He just gets quiet and then it just like, how did? How did he send the signal to the back? There's no way he goes, hey, at one point, I'm going to get him to scream, we want Austin, and then that's when I want you to shatter the glass. There's no way that happened. That was freaking magic. I that was only, magical what happened. There. I can only believe that he had it in his back pocket, and if he wanted to pull it, all he had to do was tell the music guy, when you hear me say, dumb sons of bitches, hit the music. And he probably just waited. Okay, waited, that's a smart. Yeah, that's a waited, smart way. Waited, that's a smart way. That way, fed you into kinda... it. He said, "Y'all gotta be some dumb sons of bitches." If you, yeah, that was that was, oh, was kind of perfect. I give you that. <laughs> that part was good, but I'm gonna stick to my guns and say I'm not impressed. I love the fact <laughs> that I love the fact that the skull cap wasn't even on properly. The knee braces weren't even fucking tied up. It was just so haphazard and lazy. At a zoom out, it looked good. The moment you got anywhere close to his body with the camera, that <laughs> thing you, stood out. Did you see, did you see when he was coming down the aisle? He was trying to do the head thing, talking shit. <laughs> he was trying to do the whole fucking aisle. And somebody said it on social media. It's perfect. He goes, not for nothing, whether you like this segment or you hate this segment, how many people would have loved to have walked to the ring to Austin's music in front of a full crowd and hit all four turnbuckles like that? Like, how yeah, many of us pretended true. when we were He's kids? He's living the dream, dude. Yeah, <laughs> to be the biggest mark ever. He's like, just be a stone cold. My wife was watching it, and the first thing she goes is, is he losing weight? I was like, oh, he's looking rather slim. He did, he did look a lot slimmer. He did. I don't know if it. I don't know if he wore a corset or something. That's what I was thinking. More, I was like, he's got to be wearing to look spanks. more like Austin. But yeah, he he did look like he was toning up a little uh, bit. I was like, he's probably wearing spanks. I was like, he's got something close. Got something strangling him in. Yes. I was like, oh my god in heaven. I was he like, oh, too, man. what a moment. I was like, oh my god, what a moment. What a moment! What a time to live! Here it is. It's Stone Cold Kevin Owens. I wasn't really hyped for this thing. They've been this this whole build. You? This whole build has been garbage up until this point. I was like, really? He's so cutting has a Stone promo. Cold even appeared yet? No, he did the one promo from his ranch. I think there's. Oh, and that's what he was referring to in the yeah. Then he that. did the whole deal. Where's the Kevin Owens? He was talking shit. What was it? Sixty. He must have did a promo for ninety seconds, and it was better than anything that they've done on WWE in forever. Because no one has that believability anymore. I don't believe any of these people when they talk. 
I'm going to beat your ass on Sunday. Why? Okay, even if you did, you're going to lose to him on Monday. The fuck? <laughs> Anybody who goes, I'm going to kick your ass, they end up getting their asses kicked immediately after they kick ass. So, I mean, what's the point? That's the point of 50-50 booking. If everyone gets to kick everybody's ass simultaneously, then no one's kicking anybody's ass. Dang. Everyone's ass is getting kicked and not kicked at yeah. the same if time. If the whole roster is seven-foot giants, you don't have any giants. That's it. That's, it. No one's That's beautiful. Yeah. That's why I'm never going to get behind this wrestling is for everyone bullshit, because it's not. It's not. Who, who the fuck says wrestling is for wrestling everyone? Is, it's been on WWE television. It's been all over the wrestling That's community. That's bait, dude. That's bait. No, wrestling is to, for everyone. It's trying to inspire the real superstars, dude. Yeah. Don't buy the bait. <laughs> I tell people all the time, uh, wrestling is not for everybody. I think everyone deserves an opportunity to try. But not everyone is built for this, and you shouldn't all be in here. There's not, there isn't room for everybody in here. Only room for the people that can do this. If you can't do this, you shouldn't be here. I don't give a fuck what your situation is. And, I, I, and I'll continue to get heat for that, and I'll continue to keep getting heat for it, because I'm not changing my fucking mind. I respect it. I, I work too hard. There's a lot of people who work hard every single day that can do this. And there's a lot of people who aren't working hard who can't do it. And they want to be just as respected as everybody else. Suck a dick. Well, just keep working hard at it. I'm sure you'll get there. You'll get there someday, kid. Don't listen to this, Nancy. You you, you can do it. <laughs> Don't listen to this fucking... This, He's doing that backflip. One day you'll be doing it on the main stage off the hell in the cell. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Someone pointed that irony out to me that for someone, oh, you hate hardcore wrestling, but yet you stated the, the match that made you want to be in pro wrestling was Mankind and Taker in the Cell. I was like, yeah. For the respect. I didn't watch that match and say, man, I'd love to fall off a 20-foot fucking cage. <laughs> I just said, man, the audience really respects him. I'd like to get their respect just like that. I didn't say I wanted to beat, be bludgeoned in the fucking face with a sledgehammer to be famous. I just want their respect. Jesus Christ. I can't have respect. Can't have nothing. Jesus Christ. All right, well, we're not done. But we're going to end it with this. We're not quite done with Triple H just yet. I did mention earlier. We're gonna do a little watch along here. Now, I'm not this just for just for uh, audience purposes here. I'm not calling this match, right? I don't know if anybody's new to the watch along idea. We're not gonna sit here and do commentary over this fucking match. We're having a conversation. We're watching what we're watching here. I'm gonna be giving some insight here. Uh, Dave will be jumping in, giving in his, his insight as to what he's saying. We're gonna go back and forth. <laughs> Dave likes to talk a lot of shit when we watch wrestling, so we're going to basically recapture some of that here in the moment. Now, the reason I, I stated earlier we picked this match, or I picked this match, Triple H and Batista, because it's going to end up being that this is the last fucking match that uh, Triple H has here. Uh, didn't plan that. I was in the building this night. I knew it was Batista's last night, and I knew it was Kurt Angle's last night. I didn't know it would be Triple H's last night, too. So there goes that. So I had here, I had a YouTube link, but I went to load up the YouTube link today, and it is it was deleted. Uh, <laughs> the WWE didn't post it. I got it from somebody else's page. They got it taken down, or someone took it down from their page or whatever. So I'm actually on Peacock right now. So if you don't have Peacock, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if you're going to be able to watch this with us. Uh, but if you do... 
I am at <clears throat> I am at the three. Oh, oh, first of all, in order for you to search it, if you're new to Peacock, it's the stupidest thing ever. They have everything listed in far, in regards to seasons. So even though it's WrestleMania 35, it's the 35th season of WrestleMania for some stupid reason. And uh, so it's WrestleMania 35. We are at the three-hour and 44-minute and 50-second mark. That's where you can begin to play the video when I play it or when I give you the cue, the cue that I'm going to play it. Uh, that is right after the entrances because I don't got time for all that. Part of the reasons I hated this match is because of its fucking length. But yeah, cut all the fucking entrances out. We got right to the meat of the fucking matter here. So it's three hours, 44 minutes, 50 seconds. That's where we're going to start. Let me maximize here. And again, this is Triple H versus Batista. Triple H is the only one with a stipulation in this match, which is ironic when you think about it because it was Batista's last match. But uh, if Triple H loses this match, his in-ring career uh, is over. And even though he won this match, his career effectively was over. It was done. So Batista wins in the end. The big heel. All right. So you ready, Dave? We're going to hit the button on this. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. All right. So everyone, we're going to hit it on one. Three, two, one. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. Now Triple H and Batista talking shit in the ring, right? Talking shit. Talking shit. Getting ready to start this bridge. Bro and Batista coming out right near the corner right there. So, like I said, I, I'm in the building. Me and Steph are in the building. We're in the suite. Is that that's you right there? I yeah, see you. Yeah, you see me? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm behind. I'm behind the hard cam. So, but uh, no, that's yep. probably me too. No, 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 uh, no, I see you. I'm in this. I'm in the suites doing my thing. You'd pointed out before we got on camera. You looked at the when you were trying to set this up. Uh, you said five hours and twenty minutes. <laughs> If, yeah, that's a not even long the, ass show. It's not even the full length of the show. I don't even know if I have the stamina. The, for the that. pre-show was two hours, and we were there before the pre-show. We had been in that building for eight hours up until that point. So this match, although it's three hours and forty-five minutes in now, and here's Triple H walking to the outside to get him some of some 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 of that Batista and the goodness. Uh, we had already been in the building five hours and forty-five minutes. We're approaching the sixth hour. So people were not really receptive to this match in the beginning of it. They got him toward the end, which is, you know, professionals, right? But remember, two matches before this, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan had went on. So the crowd was pretty burnt out on Kofi Mania. We were already burnt, and then this fucking match came out. Their entrances were like two hours long, and Batista already looks like he's blown. And already? Already looks blown. We're five minutes into this This is match. his last match, right? Yeah, and he hadn't had a match. Was it intentional? Uh, for retirement? Yeah, he'd always wanted to okay. wrestle. He always said that his final dream match uh, was with Triple H because of what Triple H did for him in his career. So he wanted to wrestle Triple H at WrestleMania for his last match. So that was the point. And here's the toolbox. We've got chains. We've got all kinds of stuff. Oh, is this a hardcore match? I believe this was no well, holds anything barred. Anything goes. I can't remember. Yeah, I believe it was no holds barred. Yeah, it was anything goes. Yeah, of course. Uh, you get two guys who are over the age of whatever they're at, and they haven't wrestled in forever. You need some parameters. You need to move some things around to get this match. You see that? That's how you hit someone with a chain. I hope CM Punk is watching. <laughs> it's 
it boom straight to the back right there. I'm gonna get my opinions out on that pay per view suddenly <laughs> over the course of time. We're gonna discuss that <laughs> yeah, shit slowly that, but surely. Slowly, we'll get to that's all. how you fucking hit someone. With, I don't care if it's we plastic, should, that's how you hit someone should, with a chain. We should sprinkle it out one match every week. <laughs> Just oh, oh there you go. I'm gonna slow walk that review. Put it over your neck, stupid. He's there got go. one over his neck, and now he was aiming. No, that. he wanted it all. He wanted it. He wanted it in his mouth. That's what he wanted. The look, he wanted the visual of that with the whole the eyes bugged out and stuff all like right. that. Like I said, getting going into this, the audience was kind of burnt. We were already kind of burnt out. We were already kind of tired. There's still much more wrestling to go. Okay, so I feel like that chain is fake, right? It's safe to Why say that that chain, chain is fake? pretty fake. It's Why? not all steel. No, Why it's do lightweight do metal. Shit like what Batista just did, where it's like he looks like he doesn't it's, want the pain from it, so he positions it in a way where it doesn't hurt him when it clearly shouldn't hurt him at all, and it just makes it look fucking worse. Be, well, judging by the way that he just threw that chain, you're cur- completely correct. It's actually a lightweight metal. There's no way that's a that's a aluminum at best, uh, aluminum chain, but. You know, it, you don't. You want to position. Remember, everything in this match, even though it's no disqualification, everything in this match is for the visual. Even if it hurts or it doesn't hurt, you want to go with the visual. This didn't make any sense to us. In the building, like I understand. Rip his nipple off. Yeah, I understand the deal with the fingers. Like that was pretty devastating. That was pretty unique. All this right here, that torture with the with the with the fingers down, all that was good. When he started going for the pliers, and I'll wait till we get to that part. That's where he kind of lost us a little bit. There are the, the pliers here to the fingers. I think he's going to go after the – there you go. Now he's got the elbow down. Good Stop positioning. That shit. There you go. Oh, he's slapping him out of disrespect because he doesn't care about him as a human being. There we go. Now we've got a nice smile for the audience here. This is something different. This is unique. Oh! And he stomps on the wrench. You should have no use of that hand moving forward. Uh, but, of course, he's going to use that hand again. And he goes Triple H now to the back here. He's got a steel chair. That was conveniently placed. Good job, Sean. Good job putting that steel chair there. Thanks for helping out. We didn't know, obviously, because we're just finding out now, this would be the last time we'd see him in action. So at least it looks like he's having some fucking fun. Uh, there goes the pliers. This is where he lost us a little bit. I loved, the, I loved the psychology with the fingers and the wrench. That was good. Steel chair to the back. That's pretty basic now. But the pliers, I didn't understand that I didn't I didn't get the pliers, and you'll see why in a second, because he puts the chair down. This was this was also kind of interesting. I like this. This is good. He doesn't put his full weight on it, which is smart. And now he's got the he's got the arm back here, and I think he still has the pliers in his hands. And you'll start to see he goes He'll you know, showing showing the pliers to the audience. He'll you know, let the audience in, let them know what he's doing. Triple H now starts to go down. He sells it really well. He's going for the nose ring. Okay. Look at that face. See, that's what they went for. You see the facials and all that stuff. That's what they wanted. They wanted all that for the camera. You go get that nice shot in there, and then we're gonna yank that fucker out. There it is. See, this is where they lost us. Uh, a little bit because there were people in the audience actually just actually discussing it was hilarious. They were like, "When the fuck has he ever worn a nose ring in his life?" Like on, on camera, I don't think he's ever worn a nose ring ever. Which means that they put the nose ring in just for this one spot. 
We were like, all right, that's kind of weird. Because who the fuck would wear a nose ring to a fight? Who puts on facial jewelry before they go into a fist fight with someone? So we were like, all right, that was kind of whack. That was kind of weird. It kind of took us out of it a little bit. But once they got past the visual bullshit, look, now he's selling his nose. Not a drop of blood, by the way. No hole, no nothing. Just you know, stick. Just a drop? Just a dollop? Uh, no, nothing. No dollop, no nothing. He's just got sweat coming down his face as per you. Here comes the aluminum chain again. Well, there was blood there. There was blood? I didn't see any blood. What yeah, there was, there was blood. blood. On his nose? That's why I said a dollop. It was like a, a drop of blood. Oh, yeah. Ooh. By the way, folks, if you take a if you take a chain and you wrap it around your hand and you punch someone in the face with that hand, you're going to break your fucking hand. Don't do not do that. <laughs> don't punch someone in the face with a chain around your hand because you're going to break your fucking hand. That's not how chains work. They're not hard on the outside and soft and pillowy on the inside. There's it there. is, dude. They're look fluffy on the inside. Oh, man. Look at that. A perfect positioning by Batista. Look at that. Take a breather. Take a break. Now Triple H said in the uh, in the interview he's got a defibrillator in his heart now, so something like this is not a good idea. <laughs> See, look at the blood right there. There's a little bit. Oh, there was blood there. Yeah. Uh, That's the problem, man. You're not paying attention to his nose. The dollop will do. <laughs> I'm not paying attention enough to his nose. Yeah, yeah. A dollop will do. You all oh, oversell. Classic. Classic oversell. From Triple H from the game. Uh, Triple H has had so many great matches and so many great feuds. I still say Triple H is, and this is the one you chose. Well, it was the last one. I'm trying to, pay, I'm trying to pay tribute to the last one here. Oh, to the last. Oh, they're both the, last match. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, angle slam. Oh, onto a table that said. Fuck they are off. just trying to break that. Oh, they and went whoever to the built replay. it did not understand the assignment. Yeah. They tightened those screws tight as hell. Yep, that table is intact. So now it begs the question, what's worse, going through a table or constantly being slammed on one that won't fucking break? Oh, uh, that's the worst one. <laughs> and I'm not talking one. for visuals. I'm talking pain. Pain. Yeah, that's the worst one. It's, it hurts more when the table doesn't Because your break. body's expecting to fall through. So when you yeah. fucking stop. There's a pillowy effect. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know how to explain it. It still sucks when it goes through. But there's something to that drop, that two or three foot drop, that aids in the comp in the impact. Mm-hmm. When you hit the table straight, it up, breaks your fall. A yeah, you're bit. hitting the floor three feet above it. Basically, you're just hitting essentially the floor. in theory. Yeah, it it sucks. I've been through both, and I'd rather go through it every day of the fucking week. Now we got some steel chair action from Batista here. Batista. How are you fat and have abs? I don't understand. Uh, well, he's actually, I think if you look at him here, he looks thinner than when he wrestled full time. He looks slimmer here. Batista I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah, Batista is who I'm talking about too. Right, okay. okay he okay. used to be brolic wide. He doesn't look wide here. I mean, he still looks in shape, but he doesn't look like as full. I don't know how to explain it. He's, he's toned up a bit, I guess you could say. He doesn't have the legs anymore either. Which is weird because he was bigger in the movies, unless they're bulking him. Well, I also like I visually, also, I also not, not physically. Just, I think he looks like that because of who he's around too. You'd look brolic too if you spent all your day standing next to Zoe Zaldana. I mean, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I paid for it. I made time for it. Yeah, that, that clothesline in the corner. I see the Batista's gear too. Look at that slip and slide, and he's. 
This was there's a- an old schoolness to Triple H when you see him in the ring, man. You could tell like the way he moves in the ring is not dated. I don't want to use the word dated, but there's some there's some veteranness to it. You could tell he comes from a different era. Yeah, just the, he. When you say tell a story, I feel like they're that generation did it the best in the ring, man. Yeah, there the goes little on. things, the stomping your toe because they know that you woke up on Wednesday three weeks ago and you stubbed your toe, but no one else knew that but you. So when you went in the match, your strategy was to stomp his toe, and now you're working his toe the entire match, like that type of shit, like. <laughs> Smart. That type of shit is like you don't really feel that anymore. Like they'll mention yeah. it in well, promos. Oh, I, I saw you twist that handlebar the other day the wrong way. You really sprained your wrist. I'm coming for you. Oh my god, Emerald Fusion there by Batista avoiding the pedigree. I love the fact that we're in 2022. And we're still selling the fact that the pedigree is a devastating finish. It is a devastating. It finish. is a de- Watch of your course. Mouth. It is. He did a great job protecting it for as long as, I mean, people have kicked out of it, but, I mean, he's done such a great job of making sure that it's. How do you feel if you're Triple H? I'm sorry, HBK right now, where everyone and their mom uses a super kick as a fucking normal kick attack. And the fact that they don't just call it a kick, they call it the super kick. Yeah. Well, he's fucking pissed. He spoke on it, you know, he. Has he? Yeah, he has. How could you not at this point? So does he hate it? He doesn't like the fact that it's being used a lot, but the way that, you know, he he said it himself, I can't stop people from fucking doing it. They're going to do it. All he can do, according to him, is continue to protect his. That's it. That's all he can do. If you want to do 20 super kicks and not beat a guy, and then I come out there and I kick a guy one time and I beat him, who's the one who looks stupid? Me or you? The cowboy, Adam, uh, not... Uh, yeah, Adam, Adam Page. Page is the one using the tombstone right now, isn't he? I think he is. Well, the That's Young disgusting. Bucks have also been using the tombstone. They Who? used the spike tombstone, remember? The Young Who? Bucks. The oh, Young yeah, Bucks. Fuck those. Nuts. Don't talk about those people when they're not. <laughs> Don't talk about those guys when they're not being spoken of. Oh, here goes uh, cleaning up the furniture. I never understood cleaning off the table. You're trying to hurt I someone, had debris. Right? Yeah, but you're trying to hurt someone. I understand, but I also don't want to hurt them too bad. Uh-oh, look at Sean showing some concern. Batista's like, back up. I'll fuck back you up. Back up, old man. I'll fuck you up, too. Back up, old man. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Oh, here we go. Lift him up. Ooh, the power slam position just to, oh, put him on the steps. I appreciate the fact that Triple H sold that. Didn't have to, but it makes sense because he needs a reason to still be sitting there while Batista makes his fucking way up these steps. So right now at this moment in time, I'm confused where he's going with this. So let's see what happens. Oh, the mystery! Because if that table doesn't break with a fucking steel chair, someone's getting injured. Well, that's it. Remind uh, as a reminder too. I mean, we're we're watching this match. I'm so drunk by this point; it's ridiculous. And even I'm sitting here going, "Come on, baby, let's take it home, big guys." Here we go, looking for that big Batista bomb. Puts the weight oh, down. That backdrop, oh, and it didn't break again. Oh, my God. Oh. These tables are disrespectful. So my question is, then now after seeing that, I have a feeling that the other one wasn't supposed to break if that spot was planned. Yes, you are correct. The reason so why then the screws. Now, which asshole built this one to not break? 
Yeah. That's the true villain. Yeah. That's the true that's the true villain of all of this. He just answered your question while you would clear the table because if you're the asshole going through it, you don't want to lay it right, on the But end. then so that tells me that you should know you're the asshole going through it. Look at that replay. Hey, look, normally I would leave. Oh, this he shit, took that but... butt clean and he bounced right off. Look at his face. That was a real face because that shit Bro, hurt for whoever real. Whoever built that table, get me his number. Fired. I got some stuff I need built around the house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that guy, they brought in a professional for that one. No one smartened him up. No. That is not IKEA oh, furniture, like I promise doing... you. Oh, now we know why both tables weren't um, unscrewed because we're going to do the running spot into the one that was built to break. Ah, <laughs> oh, they planned that all along. Yeah, I guess Batista said, fuck it, I'll eat the second table just so we can get to a spot where we can get through the third. See, you're questioning the methods. These are geniuses in here. These they're are professionals. These are, they're ten steps ahead of you. Ten steps ahead of you. Here comes the replay. Look at Triple H run. Bam, into a spear. Watch Triple H's head. Boom. Effectively takes a DDT. That's why he's got a sell also. Both of these men down. Both of these purebred athletes. I'll never get over the fact that men with that kind of muscle definition can move the way these Let, guys Let's move. not overlook the fact that Triple H positioned himself so they both equally took that. That wasn't all Batista, by the way. No, of course not. They put all their weight into that to make sure it dropped. Because if that like, last yo, table didn't break, fuck life. I'm done. I would have got up. I would grab the mic, but I quit and just fucking left, dude. Never saw me again. Ooh, Batista has already done that once. He's grabbed the mic. I quit. That was his eye, but he didn't sell it. Disrespectful. They just slapping each other. <laughs> they're fighting tooth and nail. Here's some of that storytelling you were talking about. Look, they're not even trying to break the count. They just fuck, fuck the count. I'm going to die swinging at you. Two old men in wheelchairs just swinging at each other. Calm down, Dave. Paul's had enough. <laughs> Jesus. I love it. They're just fighting each other. Calm down. Take your medicine. <laughs> there they go into the ring now. Roll through. Again, folks, Batista coming into this ring does not, does not break the count. I'm sick of hearing about that. It doesn't break the count. If a per, if a wrestler entering the, entering the ring broke a count, we'd never have a count out. Or it'd only be double count outs. That doesn't make any well, sense. Well, it must be the truth because all companies do that shit. Where's the sledgehammer at? It's behind you, buddy. It's behind you, big it's guy. Behind you. Behind yep. you. Turn, no, other spin, side. Spin, spin. There you go. Yeah, right you're too there. deep. You're too deep. Nope. There you go. You're Wait. Too... Nope. There right you hand. go. Pull, pull clockwise. Clockwise. Oh, wait, that's not... yeah. no, like, that was a regular hammer. Me. Yeah, he went to the other one. That was that. That's the... oh, there's two... oh, that one's just a. St... Oh, there's two. He's got two hammers. Oh, he's dual wielding. Dual wielding. Someone XP'd during his break. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had enough skill to call, do that. They call him Side Mission Hunter. That's what he does. It's just Side <laughs> Mission. Side Quest Hunter. That's it. Look at this guy now. He's all breathing all heavy. This is it. Storytelling right here into a spear. Oh, into a spear. He wasn't wearing his Jordans. Oh, he's got his Jordans on. I appreciate the fact that Batista wore matching gear. How how cool of him. How does he cut his hair with all those grooves in his skull? That's got to be uncomfortable. You got to go to a special barber for that. He's got to be. Like, to... It's like he has no skin. It's just his brain. Like you can see his <laughs> it's brain. Just, it's just like a thin layer over it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like a swim cap over his head. It, like, the grooves are what I would like to imagine a brain looks like. That has uh, to be one of the shittiest spears I've ever seen. He's too bulky for it. No, he's... Here we go. You almost made me call Batista a pussy, and I don't like it. Oh, well, control yourself then. Oh, big boot to the face. <laughs> and he drops the... Of course he drops the sledgehammer, because... Why not? Mm -hmm. all the part of, the all power part of, of the boot was so overwhelming. The power of the boot. It released his grip on the fucking hammer. I oh, can't hold oh, things when I get kicked. Oh, like but it's he. He's a pussy. He's firing his up. boot didn't make him drop it. Yeah. Oh. Triple H was firing up. How funny would that be? That'd be kind of fucked up. Is when he did that body drop and the fucking sledgehammer ricocheted and like smashed his forehead. Oh, my God. And then he would have had to no sell it. Uh -oh. No salad. WrestleMania the 17. Spot, let's go. I see. As soon as he grabbed that hammer, I whispered to my wife, "WrestleMania 17, up and oh, he didn't do it. He got bombed. Oh, you see what I learned saying? from the mistakes. Like that right there, watching that, I would have assumed the spot would have been for him to hit him in the head up top. That's why I said WrestleMania 17. Taker picks him up for the last ride. Hunter counters out with a sledgehammer shot. It looks like he was going for it, but Batista he studied was. It the game. Does, it did. It looked exactly yep. like he was but, about to hit him. Yep, Batista studied but the Batista game Batista was too fast. He watched the tape. Yep, studying. Someone's been in the game room. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, wait. he's got the back issue. Oh, he's got the limp going. They've been through hell. It's, Batista's gotten way more ink since I've seen him last. He's inked up, bro. Yeah, he's got Do you even pebbles. ink? Nah, not as much as I used to. I gotta go back. This guy's got rose petals on his back. This dude this? loves fucking steel steps. Oh, yeah. That was his favorite tool back in the Dizzy. The steel steps. That's how I lift stuff up when I'm tired. I lean it up against shit yeah. and then I grab the bottom. <laughs> I use physics to my advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. There we go. <laughs> He's gotta be blown sky high. He hasn't had this much activity in years. I don't think he fucks with this long. Nothing. There's no rigorous movement in his life like this. Here we go. Sets up the steps. Triple H is still down, gasping like a like a fish. Just trying to get oxygen into his fucking body. At all costs. Just breathe, baby. And I'm not even judging him, because if I jumped in a ring right now, I'd look just like that. The dude's just trying to get me to go to training this week. And I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? You know how much preparation I got to do? I got to train to go to training. Now, I wish that was a joke, but it's sad. But I gotta, that's what I got to do. Here we go. Up. The top rope. Just record, I'm just realizing now, referee Rudy Charles in the ring. Good job, Rudy. Got the big Triple H match on the WrestleMania card. Good for you, Rudy. There goes Batista. Met Life Stadium. This was the building I was in when... Uh, the train left everyone to die except for us. We were the refugees that made it. Not proud of it, but I did leave people there to die. To this day, people are still waiting on that train. Yep. Legend has it. Power bomb! He hit the steps and then bounced perfectly onto the mat. And I was going to capitalize. Pedigree, pedigree, dope. Sold it like a bitch. Oh, Hooks my the leg. God. That Two. was the most no. And that's why he kicked out. If I'm the commentator right now, I'd be like, you know, when Batista dropped those knees like a bitch, <laughs> he uh, he uh, 
He didn't get, what was the commentator? He didn't get all that. He didn't get <laughs> he all didn't that get pedigree. All he didn't get all of it. Because Batista's vagina-like tendencies to drop his knees during pedigrees. I'm going to replay this, too. Watch this. Ew. He didn't even hop. He got on his toes and dropped he his hit knees. It. He hit the tippy toes. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yo, I don't like it. Out of all that, my thing I hate the most is that he no-sold the steps. He rolled right over and stood up, put his head down, waiting for the pedigree. It's like, come on, dude, where you at? What's next? Look, 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 look the way he fucking, I don't Oof. know if they're going to play, but look how he fucking hits this shit. Slides off almost damn near perfectly, and then instantly rolls over and stands up. Look at that. No Let him pick you up, dude. Why are you fucking standing up waiting for him already? Fucking reasons. That's it. That's all I got for you, reasons. Here we go, Triple H, to his feet, baby. I'm not gonna criticize the work of two geniuses, but I'm gonna call it like I, I see it. The only criticism okay. I've given is Hunter, that Hunter's oh. carrying this match right now. Oh, he spiked it! He That's was, how you sell. He was trying to get a media moment out of this. Actually, the spike was a smart sell because where the DDT took place was the corner of the steps. If he drops down like he would for a DDT, he cave his whole shit in. He had to he go says, over. He went over the steps to avoid getting stuck. Look, 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 he pushed off. This nigga did the most acrobatic DDT sell. That was the craziest handstand. He did a full handstand. He's like, I'm not getting my ribs hit by this fucking staircase. He saw, he saw the shit out of that. Fuck that. I refuse. That was beautiful. Now he's struggling. This man, this man is no stranger to pain, man. Look, look, you still see the scars on his leg from no. when they had to repair his quads. Yeah, it's no stranger to pain. Look at it. No, you not. can see them. There comes. Oh, look, the nature's out here. Nature boy, he needs to cut his fucking hair, bro. His hair still looks like that today. The nature. Anybody boy. from that era, that past before Ric Flair. Should be mad as hell. All the hookers and blow that man has done. <laughs> and he's still styling. And, and he's profile. still woo, <laughs> like healthy as ever, dude. Oh, Superman sledgehammer shot. He's got it. Look, and he knows sells it again. Oh, this time he only dropped the one knee. He he he, he was so noncommittal in those pedigrees. There you go, three count there. The game. Oh. What a good point by you carrying this match yet again. I mean, well into his, what, 40s, approaching his 50s here, and he's still carrying bitches through WrestleMania matches. Jesus Christ. Flair looks upon. We share a birthday, Flair and I, so that's pretty cool. That's my one Flair So I'm like, my brain is going with how many ways he could have sold that ending better. That shit was so, like, booty. That was such a good, like... I love Super the, hand, yeah. Superman sledgehammer. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this hit. Clean hit. Sledgehammer. And you're staggering. <laughs> what? Because he, he couldn't do a full bump because he still had to take the pedigree. He could have fainted backwards into the ropes and used that momentum to be the reason why he's standing up and Hunter could have grabbed him. Instead In of just moment. standing straight up, taking two steps back, like you just didn't get hit with all that metal in your forehead. He did a weeble wobble. And then yeah, he he's like, ow. Ouchie. Ow, that <laughs> hurt, dude. Come on, bro. Stop fucking around. 
And here comes Triple H. Ah, it's sad to see this picture now, knowing that they fucking hate each other's guts right now. But knowing they're, what? They're friends. They're friends here. They're not friends anymore, but they're friends here. <laughs> they had had well, a bit of a falling out, Triple H and Ric Flair. So. In real life? Yeah. It's all right, though. Shit happens. They'll be friends again soon. All right, easy. Don't grip yeah. a man's chin like that, yeah, bro. Yeah, he That's like his boy. All right, that's it there. Ugh. That That's was our uh, watch along there for Triple H and Bautista for WrestleMania 35. Uh, this year's WrestleMania, I, I tried my best to come up with a program today that wouldn't reveal too much about what we might may or may not be discussing uh, next week for our live show, which I'll go ahead and just let every, remind everybody now that uh, next Friday, well, this Friday coming, this Friday coming, because it's Sunday now, so this Friday coming, we will be live uh, Friday, 8 p.m. for our WrestleMania roundtable. I'm excited. New voices coming to the program. Uh, some rem- some some returning visitors, hopefully, if they get back to me and stop being bitches. Uh, so it should be a whole lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try to make this card seem exciting. <laughs> oh, is that, your, uh, is that your goal? That's the end goal here. That's where we're headed with this. I'm going to try my best. To make people excited about the fuck this fucking WrestleMania card, I'm gonna try my damnedest. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna t- challenge myself to make this shit make sense. So hopefully we will do that. That's again Friday at eight. Three methods uh, t- in which to watch the program. Uh, you can check us out on the official Orsini's Uncensored My Facebook page. We also have the Twit the Twitch which is at AJ Orsini, O-U-M, and then, of course, on YouTube, uh, AJ Orsini host, oh, excuse me, AJ Orsini 96 host uh, on YouTube. Those are the official uh, channels in which you can watch the program and, and catch up with us. You can chat in the, uh, you can chat with us as we go through uh, the WrestleMania cards, maybe share a few Mania memories. It's going to be a good time. I might have a game plan for us. There's a lot of things that we got going on there. That's on Friday. Of course, I have the House of O party that's going to take place on Saturday. That's invite only. Please don't message me because you will not be allowed in. My wife will not let you in the door um, unless you've had an invite to the party itself. But it's two nights of WrestleMania. Friday, uh, actually two nights of WrestleMania, Saturday and Sunday. And then you've got the uh, Stand and Deliver pay-per-view from NXT, which is going to be Saturday afternoon. We're doing the live podcast at the same time as the Ring of Honor pay-per-view which is going to be Super Card of Honor. So if you're not going to listen to us, which is stupid, you should. But if you're not going to, there is more wrestling available to you. The Ring of Honor show will be live on pay-per-view um, uh, that Friday evening. It's, all, it's a whole week of wrestling. My mood changes WrestleMania week. So I, buy, uh, for every fiber in my being, will be a, in a positive mood all week because I know... My holy day, my days now of Sabbath take place this weekend. I'll, I never talk about wrestling in my job. I'll probably be doing it nonstop because I do it at WrestleMania week every week. Some of the people at my job are used to it by now. Uh, and this will be the first WrestleMania party that I have where I have an actual championship that I have won in the house with me. Sitting go. in my living room on display for everyone to look at, not touch. That'll cost you. It's $5 a touch. And uh, so we'll be making some cash off that because I know some, someone's going to come to my house and want to hold my belt. 
So we'll see. I'll make him come around. I'll make a couple of bucks off of that. So <laughs> big week going on with that. Just a reminder also before we leave here, AJOUM.com, our merchandise website. You can get shirts, cups, beach towels, question mark, all kinds of items with our lovely faces on it, both mine's and Dave's. You can get your stuff there at AJOUM.com. A lot of different things coming up for the podcast this year, but I'm focusing right now on WrestleMania. We will give Brother Dave here an opportunity to get his thoughts out for the AEW pay-per-view. We did, I, the only reason why I didn't bring it up today is because I'm trying to stay on the WrestleMania tip, but there's loads to still talk about when it comes to that because the aftermath of that, when it comes to recent Dynamites and Rampage, I'm sure we will be talking about them very, very soon because... You know, with Jericho's situation, with his new group, and the championship kind of in limbo, and we've had some debuts, and there's a lot of moving parts. And the only way to tell that story is to go back to Revolution. So although I closed the door last week, uh, for now, I did give the reason being WrestleMania. So after WrestleMania, we will go down that road again, review some stuff, uh, give Dave an opportunity to uh, share his piece. Uh, you will be happy to know I gave Basutasaurus his credit. So I will be sure to do it again when we bring it back up because he did do a good job. I gave him a pat on the head and some crackers and a juice. <laughs> there you so, go. So he should be happy. I rubbed his belly and everything. We should be good to go. Nice. nice. Uh, but we'll we'll bring all that back up and uh, we'll go through it again. So right now, just stay in WrestleMania mode. I know it's hard to do these days. It's hard to be a WWE fan at this point, even for me. I have to admit, I don't watch the Raws all the way through anymore. Or the SmackDown, I'm fast-forwarding through a lot. I get it. But this is the one time of year that I always... I only put standards on them for this. This is the only time I put standards on them. So I, I just I just pray that all this goofiness comes to something good. Something good comes out of this. I'm praying for it. So we'll see. Uh, this might be the biggest roundtable we ever do because I'm trying to get more than just a few heads on this. So I, I I want a lot of voices on this because I I'm I'm gonna need the help. I need a social circle to talk me off of jumping out of my window on this. So hmm. I'm gonna need as many all hands on deck. So don't um, worry, I'll walk you off the ledge. No, well, you want to do the Mel Gibson? You want to jump? You really want to jump? Okay, yeah, let's jump. Let's do it together. Let's jump. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And of course, most important of all, thank you guys for enjoying. And we will see you next week for WrestleMania. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you'd like to sew, buy some mugs, t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats to house, phone cases. Go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. This still keeps him busy. And he's not playing with me, so stop listening. But, but he's actually going to me, so I won't play.